0: And welcome into another edition of the Potbelly Pigskin Fantasy Football Podcast. Sorry we missed our first show. We had uh, uh Graham was pretty sick. I'm pretty sure he was dealing with what I was dealing a few weeks ago. Um, and I just didn't want to do it solo. So we're gonna try and get through everything we can today. How are you doing tonight, Graham?
1: I'll definitely better than yesterday.
0: <laughs> I know that. Whatever it is that's going around is absolutely awful. So uh, I'm glad you're feeling better tonight. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick look into some news because we got a lot of stuff to cover tonight. So um, Aaron Rodgers missed practice uh, with a toe injury, probably maintenance. More maintenance for uh, Hollywood Brown. Um, probably I, I don't know if it's maintenance necessarily for Allen Robinson because it is a hamstring injury. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a maintenance <laughs> issue. Um, Richard Sherman was placed on IR. Damian Harris was removed from the week 11 injury report. He did go, he did pass through concussion protocol. Uh, Chase Claypool got into limited practice. DeAndre Swift um, was limited on Wednesday. Dallas Goddard was absent on Wednesday with a concussion. Chris Carson sounds like, I don't know if he's going to play again this season with the neck injury. He's sidelined still. Um, Alvin Kamara was back at practice. And uh, CEH, it sounds like they might wait until week 13 to play him. Uh, Antonio Brown was running. Kareem Hunt, uh, he is going to be out for week 11, but they say he's getting close. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones did not practice on Wednesday. Lamar was sent home with an illness, uh, did not practice today. Um, And uh, it sounds like Joe Flacco is going to start for the Jets this week. That's that one's big news. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. (laughs) Um, Eagles designated uh, Miles Sanders to return from injured reserve. Um, Aaron Jones, he's going to be out a few weeks. That's a big one. Um, The uh, sorry, Cordero Patterson was limited as well. Um, Elijah Mitchell, another big piece of news, suffered a finger fracture and he had surgery. So, got to keep an eye on him. Um, and the Ravens released Le'Veon Bell. Other than that, it looks like it's just a lot more maintenance. Did you have anything to add to the news, Graham?
1: No, I think that covers most of it.
0: Perfect. Okay, well, we since we did miss yesterday's show, why don't we start off with some buy and sell? We'll just get through that here. Um, we do have Zach's buy and sell this week. Why don't we start off with his? Um, just... Then we can get into ours here. So uh, Zach is saying that Amari Cooper is going to be a top 15 wide receiver this week. I'm buying. Yeah, um, I am definitely
1: uh, in that camp. I think uh, Amari is certainly a boomer bust, but top 15 is pretty, uh, pretty easy to accomplish, especially against Kansas City. So yeah i don't see why uh why i would go in any other direction
0: it's going to be a shootout so i mean lots of points to go around so absolutely all right well what's why don't we go into your buy and sell next
1: all right so uh my buy and sell i had wentz uh not a qb1 and jt is an rb1 uh most weeks um uh, at least recently they've both been in that category And uh, this week they are facing an incredibly difficult defense in Buffalo uh, that has certainly turned a lot of RB1s into RB2s and 3s this year. Uh, On this one, I did buy. I think JT is going to have enough there that I think he's still going to be able to produce top 12 numbers. Uh, I don't
0: think Wentz is going to be able to. See, I went with a sell because not that I think Wentz is going to be a QB one. I'm I'm buying Wentz not being a QB one. I'm not buying JT being an RB one because of the matchup against Buffalo. So.
1: All right, that's uh, fair. I'm yeah. I'm certainly not buying him as the RB one,
0: <laughs> but uh, I think he will have a decent enough game. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be in the top twelve, unfortunately. And I'm I'm a JT owner in so many places, and I am terrified of this week for him. All right, my buy and sell is Cam Newton is a top ten quarterback this week. I bought this. It's a matchup against Washington. Washington allows the most points to the quarterback. Cam's probably going to be running. They they looked to use him in the goal line last week. His arm, I think, still has enough life in it that he can get the ball out to DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. So I think it's I think he's a buy.
1: I I have this one as a sell. Uh, I don't think he's top ten. I think he'll be lucky to scratch top fifteen. I think there's a chance that he's going to get that rushing touchdown that'll save it. Uh, but there's also a chance that CMC ends up. Uh, Snaking some of those, and I don't, or I guess I would be mostly Cam Newton snaking one if he ran yeah. it in. But I don't. I I just I. I mean, you look at his body of work recently. He's been awful. He's overthrowing receivers like crazy, uh, and Moore is not a big receiver. And you also, he's new to this system. It's a new playbook. It doesn't matter if he was on the team a few years ago. So you've got a guy who's not played well at all, who doesn't really know the playbook that well, who's notoriously bad at learning playbooks, (laughs) and he's up against a defense that is performing exceptionally the last two weeks despite a terrible start. So but I don't know, like I see this one as as one where they um, challenge him by stacking the defense up in a way that he has to make a couple deep throws and big plays, and I don't think that's Cam Newton anymore.
0: So the other thing is, though, too, in regards to the Washington defense, they lost um, a lot of that pass rush that was making them pretty good. Like Chase Young's done for the season, they're already without Sweat. Um, I, they, I just don't think they have a pass rush at all anymore. So uh, that's that's. They also... didn't
1: lose a beat last game when Young went down.
0: I, I just don't. I just don't see them being able to pressure Cam Newton this week. So I think it just it, it's in his favor. All right. Um, and just to, Zach bought Cam Newton being a top ten quarterback. He also bought. Wentz not being a quarterback one and JT being an RB one, just in case anyone was wondering. All right, let's... uh... He's sold
1: on Cooper.
0: Yeah, he... Oh, yeah. he sold. I I forgot to mention that when I thought I said it, but I I know as soon as you said it, I didn't say that for sure. Okay, let's let's move on to the Week 11 matchups, just starting with uh, New England and Atlanta. Atlanta is allowing the third most points to the quarterback, the fifth most points to the running back, the 8th most points to the wide receiver, and the 7th most points to the tight end.
1: Yeah, so um, Atlanta's defense has been pretty terrible this year, Um, (laughs) almost to the notoriously terrible level. Um, But uh, New England's offense certainly hasn't been amazing. I see this one being... One of the rare times where you're not extremely excited about every single chip when they're playing Atlanta. But I think that you can probably go ahead and start whoever is their starting running back with some pretty good high confidence. Um, and then, uh, sorry, I'm thinking New England.
0: Yeah. Yes. So yeah, yeah New you, England. Yeah, I mean, you can go that, ahead and that thought, yeah. like that thought, still works for Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah. And yeah. Harris, yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Stevenson Harris. Like you can start those guys with uh, like, it, it'll be one of them that you start if Harris is back. You're starting him, but you can start one of them depending on who's starting with some pretty high confidence. Uh, beyond that. Um, Like, I I like to think uh, Meyer is an interesting kind of dart throw in this one. I think that uh, he's got some solid potential to give you decent, uh, especially in a deeper
0: um, PPR league. Yeah, I I agree. I think Meyer is a a pretty decent start this week. And he got his first touchdown of his career last week, so good for him. Um, Yeah, Stevenson. I honestly think, because Harris is going to be in the game, I think you can start both Harris and Stevenson this week. I think they'll probably try and take back some of the carries uh, from Harris just because he has had some injury issues this year. And Stevenson looked great last week. I also think you are, uh, and this sounds really weird saying it, I think you can stream Mac Jones this week.
1: If you don't got a lot going for you um he's not a terrible um way to go um hunter Henry's also not a terrible way to go yeah uh, if you don't have a lot going on in your tight end room
0: i mean he had a great week last week didn't he henry so
1: yeah i mean hunter henry's got he he hasn't shown the highest ceiling but he's got a very nice floor
0: yeah and i mean that's pretty much as safe as you can get with with tight ends tight ends can be extremely frustrating so all right, Agreed. let's go over to the Atlanta side of the ball, which uh, New England's allowing the 31st most points to the quarterback, 19th most points to the running back, 26th the most to the wide receiver, 25th most points to the tight end. They're also allowing the second most receiving yards to the running back.
1: Yeah, so on the Atlanta side, uh, things are Definitely a little more up in the air based off of whether or not Cordero Patterson plays. Um, This is a fantastic matchup for receiving running back, uh, which is Patterson to a T. I think if he does play and he's not limited, I think the one thing to worry about is that if they're trying to limit him uh, they may only have him out there a little bit. Uh, I I know he is practicing, so there is a chance he'll be out there. But my expectations are pretty tempered now, just from what I'm hearing. Um, outside of Cordero, I don't think I've got a lot of excitement around Davis or Goleman. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know which one of the two is going to be going. So the only person I would really... Look it was, to play as Pitts.
0: It was Gullman last week.
1: You know? It was Gullman last week. Uh they did pay Davis. Um, you know, they might try and have Gullman take over more of the Patterson kind of workload and Davis in for some other things. Like it's really hard to tell. They're both really, really unsexy options. <laughs> so
0: um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm pretty much in complete agreement. It's it's just watching Patterson and seeing if he plays. Um let's let's move on to the next matchup here, which is San Francisco against Jacksonville. Looking at the San Francisco side of the ball, Jacksonville is allowing the seventeenth most points to the quarterback, the twelfth most points to the running back, and the eighteenth most points to the wide receiver, as well as the eleventh most points to the tight end. Um, I, I mean, Debo, as much as I want IU to be better, Debo is the guy. So you're starting Debo. If you're not, if, if Mitchell's out, it's Jeff Wilson, in my opinion. And, uh, I I think he's a great start this week. He looked to be pretty involved last week. So I, I mean, Jeff Wilson, Debo Samuel, and then you're you're starting George Kittle and it, like regardless, he's matchup proof. I think mean, we touched on that last week.
1: Yeah, I, I, there's no reason you ever don't start Kittle uh, or Debo. Um, yeah, Mitchell, if he's in, I think it's a great matchup if he's not. It, it's tough starting San Francisco running backs. Uh, most of the time, anyway, over the last couple of years, because you just never know who's going to get the hot hand. But it does sound like Wilson is going to be the guy, and uh, I think if I had to had to pick someone out of that backfield to throw a dart at, it'd probably be him.
0: Yeah, and there's there's history there with them too. So he's they've used him in the past, especially the last year. So all right, let's uh, let's look at the Jacksonville side. San Francisco's aligned the of seventh most points to the quarterback. The 14th most points to the running back, the 24th most points to the wide receiver, and the 24th most points to the tight end. Um, James Robinson is dealing with some issues. He, If he's fine, if he's a go, you, you got to start him because he has been effective when he has played this year. Um, I said you could stream Trevor Lawrence last week, and it didn't really come to fruition. I know it's a great matchup. This week, but honestly, I just I don't think I don't think you can start Trevor Lawrence regardless of it being a great matchup. And other than that, I don't have a whole lot of faith in anybody else on the Jacksonville roster.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think it's a running QB matchup, which Lawrence does run a bit, but relying on him to do a lot of that, he's he's just not really that guy. Um, I think that obviously Robinson, and uh, yeah, beyond that, I wouldn't play
0: anybody else in their lineup. Do pick up Jamal Agnew, though, just because they seem to be using him. So I, I wouldn't start him this week, but he could be somebody that could be helpful with your roster in the coming weeks. So
1: If you have a roster spot that is just kind of sitting there vacant, yeah, Agnew is is not a
0: terrible uh, body to fill it with. I think I think what they're doing with Agnew this year is what you're going to see them do with Etn next year. So, all right, well let's move on to Washington and Carolina. Washington, uh, sorry, looking at the Washington side of the ball. Carolina is allowing the thirtieth most points to the quarterback, 29th most points to the running back, thirtieth most points to the wide receiver, and twentieth most points to the tight end.
1: Carolina's not a great team to play. Uh, They had a little bit of a blip. They seem to have recovered from it. They're they're a hard defense. Um, And I think with Newton, they'll probably be a lot more time of possession, a lot of runs, things like that, which only makes their defense better. Yeah. I think Gibson looked really good last week. Uh, I think it looks like they're... Starting to go back to feeding him, which might mean that some of his injury stuff is uh, starting to go a little better. Um, So I think if you don't have much options, I think Gibson isn't a terrible start. Uh, I think if you don't have many options, McLaurin isn't a terrible start. Uh, But they certainly wouldn't be my first choices.
0: Yeah, I I, w- I can't agree with you more there. Um, I think Gibson, just from a volume standpoint, is, is about the only thing that I'm looking at. Um, Carolina's secondary is actually really good, and they're only going to get better um, once they get uh, J.C. Horn back. I don't think it's going to be this year, but once they get J.C. Horn back and they've got... Uh, um, oh, Stephon Gilmore is his name. The guy they traded uh, to yeah. to get from the Patriots, like he's a really good player. So, mm-hmm. yeah, their secondary is good. They have a pretty good pass rush, and uh, they've got a really underrated player in uh, Jeremy Chin. So,
1: all right, well, let's yeah, look at McLaurin is is good enough. Yeah, that he could still have a good day, but Heineke's so hit and miss, and he can ruin games. It doesn't matter it's a just... lot
0: of the time. It's one of those ones that's it's hard to have any trust in it, you know. Yeah, so all right, let's go to the Carolina side of the ball. Washington is allowing the most points to the quarterback, the sixteenth most points to the running back, second most to the wide receiver, and fourteenth most to the tight end. So uh, I
1: mentioned uh, previously my I do not have faith in Cam Newton this week. <laughs> I do not think he's going to have a good game, and I think he is going to destroy the game of uh, Moore and Anderson and all the rest of the receivers on that uh, field. I do think moving forward Anderson isn't terrible just because I think he fits a little better with uh, Cam Newton and his shaky pass ability. But, uh, I I mean, CMC is really the only thing I'm looking at.
0: Yeah, I'm, I have more faith in Cam Newton than you do. Um, I think this is a great matchup for Cam Newton. I think you can pick him up off of waivers and put him into your lineup this week. Um, I, The thing that I looked at, and I looked back in the past in regards to DJ Moore, the last year that Cam Newton was in um, Carolina, DJ Moore was the wide receiver 16 on the year in half-point PPR. Um, he was only averaging... Uh, just below nine yards per per reception but he was bumping that up to um almost 15 yards per per catch be with the after yak yards right so i think they'll probably get a little bit more into that again um i i hope at least just because I, I mean dj more truth are here he's a r- super talented receiver um it just sucks that it, you saw glimpses of what he can be when darnold was good this year and then darnold became Darnold um Darnold of the Jets that is so I'm hoping they can get back to it I I think it's more likely than unlikely but I'm very interested to see what happens with DJ Moore this week and yeah CMC are starting but I also think Robbie Anderson's a great start too so all right well let's go to Green Bay and Minnesota um Just looking at Green Bay, Minnesota's allowing the 19th most points to the quarterback, 11th most points to the running back, 7th most points to the wide receiver, 30th most points to the tight end. Minnesota's also allowing the 5th most rush yards to the quarterback. Don't think that's really going to be something this week. I don't think you're going to see Aaron Rodgers running a whole lot. Um, But Aaron Rodgers, I know it doesn't look like a great matchup for Rodgers this week. But I think after the down week last week and everything that's happened with Rodgers, I think you're going to see a pretty big bounce back from Rodgers this week. Um, Especially because it's not... I mean, it shows how many points are being allowed to the wide receiver with Minnesota, but also they're missing a couple pieces of their secondary. Um, Aaron Jones is hurt. I think they're going to have to rely on Rodgers a lot more, and that's going to turn into fantasy points. A.J. Dillon this week... I, I think you're finally going to get to like, what everybody has wanted to see for so long. I When they re-signed Aaron Jones, I was like, why do you have A.J. Dillon? A.J. Dillon is ridiculous. Um, I think if Aaron Jones, for these next, I think it's two to four weeks they said he's out, for these next two to four weeks, you could see A.J. Dillon being like an RB1 almost every week just because of, the guy is immensely talented. So A.J. Dillon's a great start. You're starting Devontae Adams. I have no trust in any of the other wide receivers on Green Bay, so I don't even want to talk about who I might start in a situation. Just because I, the answer is none of them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll agree with you. I think uh, I definitely think that Dylan is going to be the highest scoring back uh, in that game, um, which says a lot about uh, how highly I think he's going to do based on the fact that on the other side of the football field is Dalvin cook. Yeah. Um, yeah. Start Devonte and Rodgers,
0: Um, and that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, let's look at the Minnesota side of the ball. Green Bay is aligned at 26th the most points to the quarterback, 23rd, most points to the running back, 28th, the most points to the wide receiver, 15th, most points to the tight end. And they're also aligned the second most rush yards to the quarterback again that I don't, you're not going to see Kirk Cousins running. So it's not really a concern. Like that's not really something to hope for is rush yards from Kirk Cousins. I don't know. if I, I've watched the guy run a few times and uh, he looks like a, a newborn gazelle sometimes <laughs> when he's running. So not a whole lot of faith there, but you're starting it's cook. Not pretty. Yeah, it's not pretty. Um, I think the only person that I, I, that looks worse running is, is Tom Brady. Um, you're starting cook. You're starting Jefferson. I'm not looking to start Thielen this week. I think Tyler Conklin is a decent start this week. Um, he has seemed to be pretty involved. I think where you're going to see a down week from Thielen is is only boosting up what Conklin's going to do. So I think Conklin's a pretty good stream this week too.
1: Yeah, I think um, obviously Cook is a, is a great start regardless of the matchup, and this isn't a incredibly favorable one. Um, I don't know that I'd start Cousins this week, uh, but I would definitely Jefferson, um, Conklin, you know, if you don't have better options, there certainly are better, but he does get some targets and they like to look at him in the end zone. Um, and yeah, dylan as always is a bit of a, is a bit of a dart throw. So you maybe start him, you maybe don't.
0: Alright, so looking at Detroit and Cleveland here, Cleveland is allowing, just looking at the Detroit side of the ball first, to clarify there, uh, Cleveland's allowing the 4th most points to the quarterback, 17th most points to the running back, ninth most points to the wide receiver, and 16th most points to the tight end.
1: Yeah, so for this one, um, I mean, Detroit is Detroit. Um, they've certainly been a little better in recent weeks they're actually putting up a fight i think um cleveland i like them to run chubb kind of down detroit's throat and control the clock quite a bit yeah so i think goss is going to be thrown with a bit of desperation but if swift plays i would definitely roll out swift Outside of that, uh Hawkinson I like. And then um between Raymond and Saint Brown, it's tough tough to say either way. I like the idea of them both having a decent oar and neither having a
0: great ceiling. Yeah. I mean I'm pretty much in agreement. It's just to me it's just Swift and Hawkinson. Um I'm not super excited about either one of the wide receivers, so All right, well, let's go over to the Cleveland side of the ball. Um, Detroit's allowing the 15th most points to the quarterback, second most points to the running back, um, 17th most to the wide receiver, 23rd most to the tight end. Detroit is also allowing the fifth most rush yards to the running back.
1: Yeah, so on the Cleveland side of the, and I mentioned, obviously, Chubb is a great start. Yes. Beyond that, I don't see any reason that I'm going to really look at any anybody else other than I would start their defense. Um, I think that Mayfield's been awful of late. He's injured. I don't see any reason to think that it's going to get better. And with that, I don't have any faith in his ability to get the ball to anyone consistently enough for me to start him.
0: Yeah, and I mean Keenum finished the game last week, so to me it's Chubb, and that's it. Because Chubb should be back off yeah. the COVID list this week, so I mean you can definitely throw him into your lineup and be pretty happy because it's a great matchup for the running back. So, all right, well let's uh, let's go to the next matchup, which is Indianapolis versus Buffalo. Uh, looking at the Indy side of the ball um, for quarterback, running back, and wide receiver, Buffalo is allowing the least points in fantasy to all three of those positions they're also allowing the uh, like again 26 most points to the tight end so it's it's a pretty bad matchup for every position in fantasy I think you have to limit your expectations for Wentz, Pittman, and Taylor I think Taylor gets enough volume anyways but uh, I think it's going to be pretty tough for Pittman and Wentz this week
1: Yeah, I'd agree with you. Um, As I mentioned before, I think that JT is still a gotta play. Um, But I think you can find better than Wentz on the waiver wire if if you need somebody. And yeah, Pittman, I think he will still get at least 8 to 10 targets to probably salvage his week a little bit. But I don't see a high ceiling for him in this one.
0: All right, well, let's look at the Buffalo side of the ball. Um, Indianapolis is allowing the sixth most points to the quarterback, 30th most points to the running back, fourth most to the wide receiver, sixth most to the tight end. They're also allowing the fifth most pass yards. Um, this is a great matchup for Josh Allen. I think this is one of the one of those games where you can think that Josh Allen might be quarterback one on the week. Um, I'm uh, I'm not looking to start Moss or Singletary this week because it is a tough matchup against the running back. But I think Diggs, Sanders are both in play, as well as Dawson Knox. Uh, he's been back for, uh, I believe, two weeks now. And uh, it actually might only be one because I think they had to the buy before that. But uh, I think he will get back to where he was after the finger injury. So I think Dawson Knox is also a great start this week. Um, and, I mean... Buffalo's defense also, I think, is a great start pretty much every week, just because they seem to be the best at almost everything in the league.
1: Yeah, I would certainly agree with you on Buffalo's defense. Uh, I think if you had them, you probably drafted them, and you probably haven't gotten rid of them all year. Uh, You're certainly not going to find them on most leagues waiver wires. Uh, I don't particularly like Sanders this week. Um... But I think he's not a terrible start, and I agree with you. I wouldn't necessarily look to play either of their running backs. Um, I think Indy is a better defense than their numbers show, uh, and I think their defense matches up well with Allen and the way he plays.
0: All right. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to New Orleans against Philadelphia here. Looking at the New Orleans side of the ball, Philadelphia is allowing the 21st most points to the quarterback, the 9th most points to the running back, the 29th most points to the wide receiver, and the most points to the tight end. Philadelphia is also allowing the 4th most rush yards to running back, as well as the most receiving yards to tight end.
1: Yeah, so right now in New Orleans, uh, there's a lot of uh, question marks. Um, Most importantly, will Kamara be back or not? I think if Kamara is back, you are starting him. It doesn't matter. Um, It's not a bad matchup, and it's Alvin Kamara. Uh, Beyond that, um, I think this could be a really rough day for their wide receivers, Um, and I don't have a lot of faith in their quarterback situation. So I think that... Even though it is a plus matchup for Troutman,
0: I wouldn't necessarily look to play him either. I was just about to ask you that if you were gonna stream him. Yeah, I'm. I'm. A, I'm not confident in Troutman either. So I, I, it is Kamara, and that's about it. I mean, I think. I think Ingram can be flexed in this because, I mean, I think they're trying to do that one-two punch that they had with them a few a few years ago, um, and Ingram's a pretty good receiving back as well. So. You don't really give away what your offense is if you have Ingram on the field compared to Kamara. I just think is more talented, so obviously he's the better play, but Ingram is definitely relevant this week for me. Okay, let's look at Philly. So, New Orleans is allowing the 23rd most points to the quarterback, the 31st most points to the running back, the 5th most points to the wide receiver, and the 29th most points to the tight end. New Orleans is also allowing the 4th most points. Uh, yards receiving two wide receivers.
1: So for this one, um, I mean, obviously you're rolling out Hurts. It doesn't matter um, how good he is. Uh, he puts up fantasy points, um, kind of regardless of the matchup.
0: Uh, I, I've i heard Miles Sanders will be back. Um, they opened the practice window for him. So, I mean, he could be fully activated in play this week. It's looking that way. Yeah, but it, I, I don't think it's it's guaranteed yet.
1: It's It's far from guaranteed and I think that even if he is back, his usage wasn't great before. and I don't have a lot of faith that it's going to suddenly magically be that much better. It's also a terrible matchup. So if you've been holding on to Miles Sanders, waiting for him to get back, and you're really excited that he's practicing, I still wouldn't roll him out this week. Um, I would, however, definitely roll out Smith. I think uh, yeah. Smith is Smith is someone you're really you're really excited to play for a change this week. Uh, it's a great matchup for him.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's a great note there, just with Devonta Smith. He like I said, he's gotta be in the top five in route in route runners in the league as a rookie already. Um, so I, I mean he's got a great matchup. He'll see points. Obviously, Jalen Hurts, you're gonna start him just because he's relevant pretty much every week. I think he's had the most quarterback won games in fantasy this year. And, it's, and he's three quarterback one games ahead of whoever's in second. Like, it's it's silly. And it's mostly all in garbage time. So. All right. Well, let's go to the next matchup, Miami against the Jets. Uh, looking at Miami, the Jets are allowing the 11th most points to the quarterback, the most points to the running back, the 12th most points to the wide receiver, and the 10th most points to the tight end. The Jets are also allowing the third most receiving yards to the running back. And the third most rush yards to the running back. Um, Graham's going to be a little bitter with me this week because I stole his favorite player as my start of the week. Uh, this is a great matchup for Miles Gaskin. Um, he does it all: running the ball, receiving the ball out of the backfield for Miami. And this is this is his. I'm going to get everything kind of game. So Gaskin's a great start. Um, Jalen Waddle to me is the only receiver That you can really play on Miami right now um, He did look good Last week against a tough matchup With uh, Humphrey But this this is a this is a plus Matchup for him this week And uh, Gesicki, <laughs> I don't know What to do with him Just because he had a great matchup last week And put up a big Zero What do you do with Gesicki Graham? I'm rolling
1: him out uh outside of last week he's been very steady all year long um at the tight end position that's fantastic if you've got a guy i mean he had eight targets he just didn't catch any of them uh and a lot of that was due to the fact that the accuracy was awful so i'm looking at a guy who has eight targets and doesn't catch one of them and i'm gonna say that's a pretty big blip and an outlier and I'm just going to discount it as far as uh, how I value someone moving forward. It sucks if you have them and you started them and you were excited, but it's eight targets. Yeah, that's true. Especially it's in not the like tight end
0: landscape. It's 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 tough to find something like that. So
1: yeah, it's not like he didn't get targeted and got zero. He got
0: eight targets. It's just I He's feel like I'm going to get eight sticky. or ten more. I feel like I jinx Kusicki. Whenever I have faith in him, he just doesn't perform.
1: Yeah, it, it, it roll him out if you got him. I don't see any reason why you don't. I know last week sucked to get a zero, but he, the guy gets a lot of targets, yeah, and he's going to produce most weeks at a pretty good level. Uh, the only person I think he didn't mention was Tua, and I think... Tua is someone you could probably start um, if you don't have a better option right now at quarterback and you're looking at the waiver wire.
0: Yeah, Tua is a good is a good option this week. I agree with you there. All right, um, let's go look at the Jets side of the ball. Not super excited about them, but this actually seems to be a pretty decent matchup for them. Miami's allowing the eighth most points to the quarterback, the eighteenth most points to the running back, the sixth most points to the wide receiver the ninth most points to the tight end. They're also allowing the most passing yards in the league and the second most receiving yards, to wide receiver, as well as the fourth most receiving yards to the tight end. To me, obviously, I'm not looking to start Flacco ever, um, but I think Carter and Corey Davis are both pretty good starts this week, regardless of Joe, Joe Flacco being at the helm. So I think both of those guys you can feel super comfortable putting them in your putting them in your lineup this week.
1: Uh, personally, I think Joe Flacco is gonna be Joe Flacco, which means he's gonna throw a couple of floppers down the field. Someone's gonna catch him, whether it's Moore or Davis. And whoever does catch one or two of those floppers is going to have a really good week. So I, I don't think Moore or Davis are necessarily bad starts. They could have goose eggs, both of them. But uh, if you don't have a great option, either one's fine. And uh, yeah, you're throwing out Carter, and then you're kind of forgetting about the rest of their lineup.
0: Yeah, I'm the one thing. The one thing I will say about Moore is the one concern I have on him this week is just I think with Flacco coming in, I think he's going to try and lean on some veterans, whereas um, White and johnson and even zach wilson to an extent like they i feel like Flacco's is just going to want to be safe you know and i think he's just going to have a lot of faith in davis so i think this is a this is a corey davis week
1: flacco's never really been a safe quarterback
0: well i think that's just because of his lack of talent but i think with the, with the the amount of balls he's gonna throw this week i i I'm more confident in Davis over Moore this week.
1: One thing I would mention, too, is Miami has a much improved defense yeah. over the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's one of the issues you get into around this time of year with some of the metrics. You'll have defenses that have a couple of bad games, and then they start to figure stuff out. Uh, I think Miami's defense is more than capable of uh, stopping Flacco. In, in most of his uh, most of his ability.
0: You're talking about my other start of the week at defense. So, are you mad because I stole Gaskin? I'm like, come on. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on to the next matchup, which is Baltimore against Chicago. Uh, looking at the Baltimore side of the ball, Chicago is allowing the 13th most points to the quarterback, the 15th most points to the running back third most points to the wide receiver, and 28th most points to the tight end.
1: Yeah, so for this one, um, Baltimore is, I mean, they're they're a pretty obvious team. Uh, I think in this one, Freeman does look like he's got the backfield now. So I think you could probably roll him out, um, especially if you're in a deeper league or one with a couple of flex spots. Um, you know, uh, Chicago's not great against the run and there's a mediocre chance that Baltimore may end up with a pretty good lead and running a bit, uh, more than they normally do already. Uh, Lamar Jackson, obviously you're starting him. Marquise Brown, um, I don't see any reason why you're not starting him. At this point, Andrew's the same thing, and uh, because it's such a plus plush matchup, um, I think you could probably go with Bateman as well.
0: Yeah, that's the name I'm looking at. I do really like Bateman this week. Um, but yeah, you touched on all the other names that are... are like you, You're putting those guys in your lineup this week, so I mean, yeah. Um, let's go over to the Chicago side of the ball. Uh, Baltimore is allowing the 10th most points to the quarterback, the 13th most points to the running back, 21st most points to the wide receiver, 4th most points to the tight end. Baltimore is also allowing the 3rd most pass yards and the 3rd most receiving yards to tight end.
1: Yeah, so this is one where um, Fields has been pretty decent of late uh, since they've started letting him run a little more. He's looked a little steadier, especially from a fantasy perspective. I don't think this is necessarily the worst matchup to roll him out in. Uh, It's Fields, so... You know, he might want to taper expectations a little, but if he's going to run for 50 yards, you can assume he's going to have a decent baseline in uh, fantasy re- kind of regardless of how well his passing goes, and this is a plus pat- passing matchup. Uh, I would definitely roll out Montgomery. Uh, as far as receivers go, I'd do Mooney over Robinson, but probably not be overly excited about either.
0: And uh,
1: I like Cole Komet.
0: Yeah, I also like Cole Komet this week. That's he's a he's a great play this week. Um, yeah, I don't think I can really add anything to that. Um, let's uh, let's go to the next matchup, uh, which is Houston versus Tennessee. Um, so looking at Houston, Tennessee is allowing the fifth most points to the quarterback, twenty-fifth most points to the running back. The most points to the wide receiver, the twenty-seventh most points to the tight end, second most pass yards, and they're also allowing the most receiving yards to wide receiver. This is uh you're gonna start Brandon Cooks, and that's about it, in my opinion, for Houston. I don't I don't have anybody else on their team.
1: Agreed. Uh Tennessee's defense has actually looked a lot better in recent weeks as well than it's numbers suggest and yeah cooks is it for me
0: all right well on that note let's move over to the Tennessee side of the ball Houston's allowing the ninth most points to the quarterback the sixth most points to the running back the 13th most points to the wide receiver and the third most points to the tight end they're also allowing the second most rush yards to the running back um you can put Tannehill out there this week you I choose Deonta Foreman uh, he was the most effective back last week again, and I think this is the first. This is the first game where it's a good matchup for the running back that they're playing. So this is this is a week where you'll really get a good idea of what's going on with Foreman, and I think he'll show you everything you want to see. Um, Julio Jones is on IR, so AJ Brown, you're putting in your lineup regardless. Um, and I don't really have – the tight end's never been utilized in Tennessee, so I know it's a great matchup, but I'm, I'm not fishing for a stream here with Tennessee.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Marcus Johnson is another name I would throw out. Um, he was definitely very effective um, last week. Uh, so I think, I think he had over 100 yards or around 100 yards. So I think he's definitely someone that you can play with some level of confidence. Um, but yeah, I mean this this is a good matchup. It should they should end up ahead. There should be a lot of points for Foreman. I think he's a great start.
0: Yeah, and you're right. Marcus Johnson did have uh, he had hundred yards on the dot.
1: Oh, said I said over. So I guess I wasn't technically right, but.
0: Yeah. Right. You were you were yeah, right-ish. We'll go with right-ish. I like that one. All right, let's uh let's go to the next matchup, which is Cincinnati versus Las Vegas. Um looking at Cincinnati, Vegas is allowing the twelfth most points to the quarterback, eighth most points to the running back, twenty seventh most points to the wide receiver, second most points to the tight end, and they're also allowing the second most receiving yards to the tight end.
1: Yeah, so for this one, I think um, with Cincinnati, there's a couple staples at this point that you're just rolling out each week. But I think this is certainly a matchup where you're rolling them out a little happier than some other weeks. Yeah, Uh, Burrow, Mixon, Chase... Higgins, I think he can throw all those guys out there. I think Uzama's a good start as well just because of the matchup and the fact that I think Vegas will keep this moderately close, which should allow those guys to all be on the field to the end of the game.
0: Yeah, I I would agree with you there. I think uh, those are all great starts. I mean, the, the other four are a lot more uh, obvious, but I think CJ Uzama is a very good start this week going against Vegas. So... Um, let's move over to the Vegas side of the ball. So Cincinnati allows the 16th most points to the quarterback, 10th most points to the running back, 20th most points to the wide receiver, 22nd most points to the tight end. They're also allowing the 4th most receiving yards to the running back.
1: Uh, Yeah, so for this one, I think that uh, Carr is definitely not a terrible start. If you're looking for someone on the waiver wire, I I think he'll have a decent game. I think that even though he doesn't have a ton of receiving weapons at this point, I think the ones he does have, he will utilize. So I think Renfro and Waller are both really good uh, options this week, even though it's not necessarily the most plus matchup for either. Uh, And I think at running back, uh, as long as Jacobs is uh, healthy at all, um, I think he's the guy, and I think he'll do decent enough to make your starting lineup this week.
0: Yeah, I do think that um, Drake will be relevant this week as well, though, just with the receiving yards and uh, allowed to the running backs. So I think you could be pretty happy putting uh, Drake in your lineup as well because they do seem to be trying to utilize him in the passing game uh, just from what I've seen. So, all right, well, let's go on to the next matchup, which is going to be a shootout of a matchup, I think, this week. Uh, so Dallas against Kansas City, looking at Dallas, Kansas City allows the second most points to the quarterback, 22nd most points to the running back, 16th most points to the wide receiver, 7th most points to the tight end, they're also allowing the 3rd most pass yards, they're allowing the most rush yards to the quarterback as well, do think that's going to be relevant this week, um, allow the 5th most receiving yards to running backs and the 5th most receiving yards to tight end. You're starting all the obvious players, which is Dak, which is Zeke, which is um, C.D. Lamb, Cooper, but I think Pollard and Schultz are also in play this week. With this, gonna like this game is gonna be absolutely ridiculous. I want to make sure I watch this game this week. So, yeah, I think those all those guys you start Pollard and Schultz are gonna be relevant. Um, you might even be able to get away with uh, with Gallup too this week
1: yeah, I think this certainly looks on paper to be the kind of uh, high scoring shootout that you can start just about anyone outside of the waterboy and have some level of confidence. Um, I think Gallup and Pollard are obviously riskier starts, but I think they've they've got decent enough potential. And I do really like Schultz this week.
0: Perfect. All right, well let's uh, let's take a look at Kansas City side of the ball. Uh, Dallas is allowing the 20th most points to the quarterback, the 28th most points to the running back, the 11th most points to the wide receiver, and the 12th most points to the tight end. Um, You're starting Mahomes, you're starting Kelsey, you're starting Hill. Uh, It it looks like it's going to be Darrell Williams again this week. So, I mean, I'm not super happy Mm -hmm. starting him, but the other three, you're plugging into your lineup every week, so...
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, at running back, I think this is definitely a sketchy matchup. Uh, even if CH is back, I think that just makes it sketchier. But um, I think you could probably look at McCole Hardman this week. Um, I thought we were ever going to say that again. <laughs> I know. I know. But if he's ever going to give you top, you know, fantasy value, um, right. You know Hill's gonna get top co- corner coverage. Yeah. Uh, so this isn't a bad week to throw a prayer out and hope uh, Hardman produces for. Are you?
0: Yeah, I agree with you. All like logically, it is all there. It's just so tough for me, just because I've tr- I've been so into playing Hardman so many times before that he's just he's constantly let me down, and it's also in the sense that. I, I just don't think he's ever really shown it, you know? There's so much potential there in such a high powered offense. And to me it's just like maybe we just need to move past this and not not worry about it anymore.
1: Well I think Mahomes has forgotten a little bit that he doesn't have more than two targets. Yeah. But um, It it's I mean it's all there for him to have a good week this week. Uh, I certainly wouldn't start him over a lot of other people, but, you know, if you've got a flex spot and, you know, some buys and injuries or anything, um, you know, he's got a good ceiling. And that's something that you can't get from the gallops of the world and a lot of other players. So when you look at Hardman, I think if you need if if you're playing the number 1 team in your league and you're down one or two of your starters and thinking oh no I'm going to get beaten up uh I think Hardman's the guy you throw in your lineup from the waiver wire because he's the one who could put up 25 points
0: yeah I mean I don't I don't disagree with you I think I'm just I think I'm just hurt by Hardman so all right, let's, uh, let's go to the next matchup, which is Arizona versus Seattle. Looking at the Arizona side of the ball, Seattle is allowing you 22nd most points to the quarterback, 3rd most points to the running back, 25th most points to the wide receiver, 19th most points to the tight end, and they're also allowing the most receiving yards to the running back.
1: Yeah, so when it comes to Arizona, um, it's, I mean, Kyler Murray should be in there. If he's in there, it's Kyler. You're starting him. You're happy to start him. Uh, I like Hopkins. I think uh, you're definitely rolling him out every week if he's playing. Um, Beyond that, I think this is a very good matchup for the running back. So even though I hate saying it, I I would absolutely start Connor. Yes. Uh, Yes. I don't think you could not start him in this matchup. Uh,
0: <laughs> by the way he was pretty good last week too yeah
1: yeah he did he didn't do exceptionally well and I was just saying that I don't think he'll be like running back one kind of high two Yeah. Uh, and he was more low too so I wasn't necessarily too wrong but I think I hated on him a little more than I needed to but uh, yeah this is, this is a week where I think he could play half the game and still give you you know, good enough numbers to start him. So I think that, uh, you're rolling those three out with, uh, little worry. And then I don't know if I'd do too much more beyond that.
0: Yeah, I think, I think it is, it is Kyler. It is, it is Connor. If Kyler is not playing, obviously it's not Kyler, but, um, if, uh, if, uh, you're playing him no matter what, when, when he is hell when he's in the game, but um, the other thing that I wanted to mention, if Hopkins is, for some reason, out again this week, it seems like it's Christian Kirk is the next man up. So yeah. you could get away with a pretty sneaky start and not a great matchup for the wide receiver because he's going to see targets. So Christian Kirk could be your guy. Zach Ertz is a half-decent start because he seems to be talent- like He seems to still have something left in the tank, and they're using him in the offense. So, um, I mean... Again, I, I, I can't say it enough. The tight end landscape sucks. So,
1: I think it all comes down to what kind of game this one ends up being. And right now I have zero zero ability to predict anything. Because <laughs> it all kind of rests on uh, what kind of offense Seattle rolls out. Last week they got absolutely humiliated. Yeah. And uh, it's a worse defensive matchup for them this week so if we're just looking at last week as an indicator this is going to be a bad game and it's going to get away from him early um if we're looking at kind of the entirety of russell wilson's career and thinking that last week was an odyssey and not a sign that he came back too early and he's not ready um then i think that this game should have some points on both sides scored and i think he'll put up despite the fact that it's such a terrible matchup and if he does i mean yeah then you look at the receiving core on arizona a lot more
0: yeah for sure all right let's uh let's look at the seahawks so on that side of the ball er Arizona's allowing the 29th, most points to the quarterback, twenty-sixth most to the running back, twenty-second most to the wide receiver, and the least points to the tight end. Um yeah, they uh, they kind of sucked last week for defense, but uh apparently their numbers still held.
1: Yeah, I mean well, I mean their defense has been so good all year that one game isn't gonna tank the overall It works that way to the opposite you see with teams like Tennessee and Miami and Washington, where they have a couple of really good games defensively and it doesn't really bring their numbers that far to one side or the other. But um, as I was mentioning, um, Wilson, I honestly don't have any idea at this point who you're going to get. I think. Based off that, despite his obvious, you know, ceiling, based off his talent, it's a terrible matchup, and I'm worried he might be injured. I wouldn't play Russell Wilson. Um, About the only person I would play out of their um, entire offense is Metcalf, and that's just because I feel like you kind of have to play him at this point, but I have... It's a terrible matchup, and they were awful last week. I just feel like I I need to see that he is back and healthy before I'm going to rely on anybody in that offense, especially in a matchup like this.
0: Yeah, I think he's got to stay on your bench, and you got to do a wait and see what happens with him. So, but yeah, Metcalf's about the only person I want to start on on Seattle. So let's uh, let's move on to the next matchup. Um Pittsburgh against the Chargers. So looking at the Chargers, uh, sorry, looking at the Steelers, the Chargers are allowing the 27th most points to the quarterback, fourth most points to the running back, 31st most points to the wide receiver, fifth most points to the tight end. They're also allowing the most rush yards in the league to the running back position. Um great game for Najee Harris this week. Uh he's gonna he's gonna get a lot of yards. He's probably going to be in the top five in the running back category this week. So I think you would be pretty happy starting Najee Harris. Um, I'm a little bit concerned about the wide receivers because we're still... Uh, we're Ben's not great. The Chargers are really good against the wide receiver. But I do think that Ben, if he is playing this week, or even if it's Rudolph, or if for some reason it's Haskins, um, I think Friar Muth can be put into your lineup this week, even after having such a terrible week last week. Yeah,
1: um, I'm...
0: Yeah, it, it's it's hard to
1: hate on anyone in particular other than Big Ben, but unfortunately most of them are reliant on Big Ben. Uh, I do think he'll be back. I think that uh, Johnson and Claypool will... Have mediocre to bad games despite it because it's a terrible matchup. Um, and yeah, Friarmouth is about the only other person outside of Harris that I would start with any confidence.
0: All right, well, let's go over to the Chargers side of the ball. Pittsburgh is allowing the 25th most points to the quarterback the 24th most points to the running back, the 14th most points to the wide receiver, and the 21st most points to the tight end. Um, you're starting Herbert. You're starting Allen. You're starting Eckler. That's about it. I'm not super... For me, that's about it. I'm not super confident in Mike Williams right now. Um, I don't... I think he's had a great start to the season and everybody's kind of still stuck on that, but he's been pretty bad as of late
1: yeah i think people tend to get really stuck on people who perform very well uh you see it every year the first couple games of the season somebody is you know a top five wide receiver uh there's no stability there but people tend to still get stuck on that idea um i would say eckler herbert allen
0: and forget it as well Perfect. Well, let's go to the last matchup of the night then, um, the Giants against the uh, the Bucks. So, uh, Tampa Bay is allowing the 14th most points to the quarterback, the 27th most points to running back. Just to clarify, we're looking at the Giants' side of the ball first. Uh, they're all, the Bucks are also allowing the 15th most points to the wide receiver and the 13th most points to the tight end.
1: Yeah. So I think if you're looking at the Giants. Um... Tampa, their numbers are, I think, almost inflated for the way they've played lately. They've definitely not had a great last two games. Um, They're still a very tough matchup to the running back. I think if you've been stashing Saquon and waiting desperately for him to come back, he probably won't be awful this week. But I don't think this is the week where he re- he's, you're really happy to have him back. Um, beyond that, I think it, it's really tough to say anything um, positive about Jones this year, but I think this could be a game where he puts up decent numbers. And uh, I have a feeling that Tom Brady is going to come out with a chip on his shoulder and throw the lights out. Um, and we know they can definitely run against uh, the giants, so I think he's. I think Jones is going to be playing from behind, which benefits him, and I think it'll benefit Tony as well.
0: Yeah, I that's would, about it. I would agree with the Tony pick. I think both Tony and Galladay are probably pretty decent starts this week. Um, I will say, as much as it hurts, uh, Evan Ingram is another decent start this week. He's getting the targets. He's involved in the offense. If you need a tight end, you can do worse than Evan Ingram. So,
1: I figured I'd leave him for you to talk about just because I know it would hurt you more. The sour
0: taste in my mouth. I, you know what? I think it would hurt. I think it hurts Zach more than it hurts me. I think he hates Ingram more than I do. So,
1: I think he hates Ingram more than most people do. Yeah. All right.
0: Let's look at the Tampa Bay side of the ball. The Giants are allowing the 18th most points to the quarterback. Seventh most points to the running back, tenth most points to the wide receiver, and eighteenth most points to the tight end.
1: So, as I mentioned, I think Brady's uh, very much going to be in this one to to really make a point. I think last week was pretty embarrassing for him, and I think that you're going to see him put up real good numbers. I think Fournette's going to put up really good numbers. Uh, Evans, Godwin, Brown if he's in and uh, you know this might even be a week where we see Gronk finally have an impact again. I don't know that I'd roll him out just yet um, just based off of the fact that he was kind of back and then not. Uh, He might be back and then not again. So if Gronk is back healthy, looks fine. I would still not play a tight end out of their lineup.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with the tight end comments there. It's really, it's really weird because they said he was so close to being back, like a couple weeks after the initial injury, and now it's he's he's been out for a while. <laughs> and I mean, he did come back. He got injured again, so he was in there for a little bit. But yeah, it's just to me, it's not. Uh, It's not super exciting with Gronkowski, Um, but yeah, on Fournette, Fournette's a great start, and I think Evans and Godwin are really good as well this week, so. All right, well, that does it for all of the matchups. Just in case I didn't mention it, the Rams and the Broncos are both on bye this week, so obviously make sure those guys aren't in your starting lineups. Speaking of lineups, why don't we get to our starts and sits of the week um, I will lead it off here with the quarterback start. My quarterback start is Cam Newton. We talked about it. He's got a good matchup this week. I think he's going to be a top 10 quarterback this week. I think you can get him right off the waiver wire and put him right into your lineup. So
1: I think you and all the other truthers are going to be very disappointed
0: this week. <laughs> um,
1: for my quarterback start, I put in Joe Burrow. Uh, despite the fact that He has been a QB1 for most of the year and certainly of late. He's still available on a lot of waiver wires, and I think he is a guy that you should be adding uh, if you're struggling at the QB position right now because I think he's not only going to be great this week, but I think also moving forward.
0: All right, and uh, Zach had Ryan Tannehill as his starter this week, which I do agree with as well. Agreed. All right, who do you have sitting this week, Grant?
1: Oh, I have uh, the guy I had starting last week, uh, <laughs> Maddie Frickin Ice. Um, Doesn't sound better at all. He's he's been uh, he's been pretty consistent this year, um, putting up decent numbers. He's thrown the ball a lot to Cordero and Pitts, and uh, last week. Cordero went down, which certainly shook some of that game plan. But uh, even before he went down, uh, Ryan was not really following the game plan very well and not had a really terrible game. And this is an awful matchup.
0: All right. And Zach is sitting Kirk Cousins. We talked about it. It's not a good matchup for him this week. So, uh, yeah. He's uh, he's not somebody that I'd be looking to start. Um, my sit of the week is Carson Wentz. So I think it's a tough matchup against Buffalo. There's better options out there just because he's had he's had a lot of success the last few weeks. Right. Go away from Carson Wentz this week. So all right, um, I will lead off the running back starts. I stole your guy Miles Gaskin. It's a great matchup for the Dolphins this week. He's going to be heavily involved, and uh, they're just it, – it, the amount of points, the amount of yards that are being given up by the Jets to the running back is absolutely ridiculous. So, I, I mean, if you're the offensive coordinator for Miami, how do you not give the ball to Gaskin on almost every down?
1: Yeah, I think Miami has shown a, a great inability, especially with their offensive line. To keep Gaskin from getting hit in the backfield this year. But it's just impossible not to start him with this matchup. You got to assume that, uh, even a terrible offensive line will manage to get him, you know, RB1 or close to it numbers.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, for mine, I chose Dante Foreman. Uh, I think he is the guy in that, uh, backfield and i think as the guy um you know he's playing houston it's an amazing matchup uh and i think tennessee is going to get out early and i think they're going to hold that lead which is going to probably lead to a decent amount of running and yeah i think it'll be a good week for him
0: perfect and zach chose uh monday stevenson and damian harris I think that's more just around the fact that if Harris didn't play because of the concussion, you can start Stevenson. But yeah, he's
1: I got know. a slash there, not an end, so it's Stevenson or Harris. Okay, we'll go. We'll go
0: with. We'll go with or. Uh, sorry. Anyways, um, who do you got sitting this week? Uh, I put Chris
1: Carson or Alex Collins. Um, I don't think anyone who knows anything about fantasy is starting both of those guys. But uh, if Carson's back, don't start him.
0: If he's not, don't start Collins. That seems pretty straightforward. Yeah, um, I am sitting Zach Moss this week. Yes, Buffalo's probably going to put up the points, but I don't think it's going to be with either one of their running backs. Um, Indy's very good against the, uh, good against the running backs. So sit Zach Moss this week. Um, Zach is sitting Josh Jacobs this week. Do you agree with that? I, I know it feels weird to talk about it because Zach's not here.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, you always hate uh, trying to figure out what someone's thinking. Um, sometimes it's easier than others. This one I'm not entirely sure about. I think, uh, I think Jacobs is a fine start. I think Drake definitely looked good last week. About all I can think of is that he thinks that uh, – with it being a plus matchup receiving at the running back, that they might be leaning on Drake a little more and with the week he had last week. But Jacobs has had plenty of terrible games um, and situations where it looked like he might start losing target share to other running backs throughout the years, and he never has. They like Jacobs, and uh, I don't see any reason to doubt that he'll have a fine enough week to be startable
0: yeah I'm on the stardom side too so all right well let's go to wide receiver starts for the week um I chose Robbie Anderson um just in regards to playing Washington Washington is allowing the, it, they're allowing the second most points to the wide receiver and I think Anderson's going to be a little bit more involved than DJ Moore going forward just because I think DJ Moore Cam Newton's going to have to be more accurate to get the ball to him I think Anderson's one of those guys that he can just kind of try and wing it as hard as he can downfield and Anderson can run under it. So I think he's going to be a little bit more viable as a fantasy option going forward.
1: Yeah, I I would definitely agree with you on that. I think that um, this week, I mean, he might have uh, one or two bombs that uh, he actually catches, but again, I don't think Cam Newton's going to be great this week, so I don't I I would start him with hesitancy. Um, My start was Hunter Renfrew. Um, I think that with Cincinnati, he's got a decent matchup, um, and I think Carr's going to have to throw to keep him in it, which I think they are going to stay in it, and there will probably be a decent amount of points scored in this game. So I think that Renfrew... He's, he's looked really good this year, his route running looks great, and there aren't a lot of other options outside of Waller to really heat up any of those targets.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and uh, Zach's, Zach's start of the week is Brandon Cooks, which I also agree with. Uh, Agreed. Just, yeah, it's a great matchup for him, so he's a great start.
1: All right, who are
0: you sitting this week at wide receiver?
1: Mike Williams. <laughs> I mean, we already yeah. discussed it to, to death, but uh, yeah, I, I have zero faith rolling him out against anyone, even if it was a plus matchup this week and it's not,
0: yeah, it's not a good matchup. So um, I'm sitting Deontay Johnson, just because of the ineffectiveness of the Pittsburgh offense. Um, and I also think that they're going to heavily, heavily rely on Najee Harris this week. Um, so I just I just don't think Deontay's gonna be involved enough where you're expecting wide receiver one numbers or high-end wide receiver two numbers from him. So I, I think he's he's not a guy that you really want to have a whole lot of confidence going into this week. Zach has said that uh Emmanuel Sanders is his uh is his sit this week. And this is this is the second sit that he's had that I'm I'm uh, I'm confused by, but uh he, I think he's going for bold ones this week by the looks of it.
1: Yeah, I think Sanders on paper isn't a terrible start, but I really do agree with Zach. I don't think this is a great uh, great week for him.
0: All right. Well, uh, that'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, tight end starts of the week. I went with my boy CJ Uzama. Um, it is a great matchup for Cincinnati at, just for the tight end position going against Vegas um so i think uzama is going to be involved again i think boyd's obviously any time that boyd doesn't have a good week it seems to be a cj uzama week so i think uzama is going to eat this week and you can feel very confident in starting him this week
1: yeah i i definitely agree with you uh for my start of the week i put cole comet this is a bit more of a reach uh but i, I like think, it though i do uh, like
0: it i really do like this start
1: Baltimore is bad against the tight end. Yes. And uh, I they're really good against the wide receiver. So tight ends have a tendency to get really good usage. Um, I think that this is going to be kind of that game. I don't think this is a breakout for him. I don't think he's suddenly going to be coming every week. Guy like a lot of people are hoping for. But I think this is the week where you finally see him put up good numbers.
0: All right. And Zach went with Dalton Schultz. So um, I I do really like that start as well. It is a great matchup. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be lots of points to go around. So Schultz should be very, very relevant this this week. Agreed. All right. Who do you have sitting?
1: Uh, I put Dan Arnold. I know uh, he's everybody's kind of new favorite uh, target at the tight end position. I think uh, this isn't a great matchup for him. I think uh, San Francisco is stingy enough. And I think they're going to have a lot of troubles throwing it. And I think it's going to be more of a running focused game for them so i don't see it being a great week
0: all right and uh i uh wrote because i'm staying true to what i said last week uh tyler higby is going to be in my sits every week at tight end um it doesn't mean much because he's on bye this week so i also put dallas goddard um i this is not a good matchup for the tight end for philly like new orleans is allowing the 29th most points to the tight end i i know dallas goddard is going to be on the field a lot but I don't think it's going to be in a in a pass catching capacity.
1: Yeah, I would definitely agree with you on that.
0: All right. And uh, Zach chose Logan Thomas as his sit this week, which I agree with. I'm not going to disagree with all of all of Zach's sits.
1: Yeah, I would uh, I would agree with that one as well.
0: Perfect. And uh who are you streaming for defense this week?
1: Uh, I put the 49ers this week. I think that uh i think they've shown they can definitely do well against even good offenses and uh, jacksonville very much is not one of those so uh, i think lawrence is gonna throw a couple picks and uh, san francisco is probably going to get a couple sacks and make this a very nice floor for whoever starts them
0: perfect yeah i think that's also a great stream for the defense this week um I chose Miami going against the Jets. Joe Flacco starting. I think it's a great defense to start this week. They could end up like scoring twenty points this week as a defense. Absolutely. And uh, Zach took the Browns. Um, I, I we talked about it earlier. That's also a great start for defense this week. So,
1: I think it's I think it's a good start. Um, it's. The Lions have been much improved of late. Uh, They actually had a really good game against Pittsburgh last week, uh, which is also a very good defense. And Cleveland's defense has looked pretty shaky at times recently. So while normally any team playing Detroit, I would say 100% guaranteed that's a top 10 defense. I think there is a chance that the Browns are only a top 15 this week. I don't see them being, uh, it's not the same matchup it was at the beginning of the year playing Detroit. Um, That being said, Browns are still perfectly viable option.
0: Perfect. All right. So that does it for start sit. Uh, We are going to get into our bold predictions for week 11. Um, they actually are from our bold predictions are from the same team. So, um, in regards to my bold prediction, I, you know, let's let's start with the, you go first because mine is relevant to yours. So,
1: ah, uh, so um, I don't think too many people are going to be surprised if they've been listening yeah, this no long bit, uh, <laughs> about mine. But I put that uh, Cam Newton is not a top twenty quarterback this week. I think there's. I see him as a 15 to 25 guy this week. I definitely don't see him as a QB one. And I think that if I had to guess, he'd be on the 20 side of the 15 to 25 and not on the 15 kind of side. Um, So yeah, I'm rolling him out there as uh, not a top 20 QB this week.
0: All right. And mine to directly contradict yours is uh, robbie anderson is going to be a wide receiver one this week um it's a good matchup for the wide receiver for carolina i think cam newton's gonna push the ball downfield a little bit i know a lot of people are questioning his arm strength but i think robbie anderson's gonna catch two three four passes and it's probably two of them are probably gonna be for at least 50 yards possibly a touchdown so i think he's gonna have over 100 yards i think he's gonna have a touchdown Think that's going to put him right in wide receiver one uh, category for the week
1: fair enough only time will tell yeah. i do like robbie anderson this week more than i like cam newton because i think if you throw one touchdown pass for 50 yards and four interceptions it's still pretty much a zero
0: <laughs> all right well that wraps it up for the show tonight thank you everyone for listening don't forget to subscribe to the channel uh, you can also listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We'll, we will be back again next week, hopefully with two shows and not one big one. Um, if you have any questions, you can also contact us at uh, uh, popbellypigskinfantasyfootball@gmail.com. at gmail.com. All right, well, good night, and have yourself a good, a good weekend, a good football weekend.
1: Cheers.